You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. Greetings, fellow believers in our Lord Jesus Christ. My name is Ron Wallace. This, my first contribution to Prophecy Daily, is to point out that there is only one second coming of Christ. You know, the hope of the apostolic church concerning Christ's second coming was founded in the very teachings of Jesus himself. Jesus made it perfectly clear that he was indeed going to come again and deliver his believing ones out from this world and take them to a heavenly home. There are some who believe that Jesus taught two second comings, one for the rapture and one for the battle of Armageddon. Such a distinction is found only in theological assumptions that have no clear scriptural support, rather than the plain and simple language of Christ's words. So by comparing passages from the Old Testament, the words of Jesus, and the epistles, it can be shown that there is only one second coming. There are six specific times recorded in the Gospels where Jesus mentions his second coming. Those passages are Matthew 10, 23, 16, 27, and 28, Matthew 24 through 25, John 14, 1 through 3, and chapter 21, verse 22. At these times, Jesus used the word erkomai, which indeed means a coming or arrival. And as he taught, he made no indication that there was more than one arrival in his mind. The second coming mentioned at Matthew 16, 27 is the same second coming mentioned at Matthew 24, 30. And the coming and gathering of Christ's elect at Matthew 24, 30 through 40 is the same coming and gathering of believers mentioned at John 14, 1 through 3. At Matthew 24, 40, Jesus used the word paralambano when he said one will be taken. The word means to receive to the side of or take to the side of. At John 14, 1 through 3, specifically at verse 3, Jesus used the very same word once again when he said, I will come again and take you to myself or receive you to myself. Thus we see the same event is in view at both places. There is no reason to think that Jesus had anything in mind other than his one and only second coming to the earth, which will then initiate the events of the day of the Lord. At Matthew 24, 3, the disciples asked the question, What will be the sign of your coming? The Greek word for coming is parousia. It means arrival and a subsequent presence, which involves an extended period of time. It should be obvious that Jesus had previously taught the disciples about his parousia, for the nature of the question indicates that they are familiar with the term. So it seems to me that at those times when Jesus mentioned the coming of the Son of Man, the disciples understood that he was talking about his parousia, his presence. 
And in the mind of the disciples, there was only one parousia, which they designate as your parousia in their question. And when Jesus answered their question, he in fact called it the parousia of the Son of Man. And in his answer, he equates Erkomai and parousia. So the second coming is both an arrival with the word Erkomai in view and a period of time with the word parousia in view. After Jesus arrives, he will then remain present in the vicinity of the earth to carry out God's day of the Lord agenda. In Peter's second letter, he wrote about what he was taught. He equates the coming, Erkomai, of the Lord at Matthew 16, 27, with the word parousia. Matthew used the word Erkomai. When he wrote, for the Son of Man is going to come in the glory of his Father with his angels and will then repay every person according to his deeds. And Peter used the word parousia as 2 Peter 1, 16 through 18. When he wrote, for we did not follow sophistical stories when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty should be clear that he has in mind that event that is recorded at Matthew 16, 27, and 28, and in chapter 17. Peter knows of only one second coming. He mentioned it again at 2 Peter 3, 4, in the complaint from the mockers, when they say, where is the, uh, the, where is the promise of his coming? And then he directly related that one second coming to the term day of the Lord and also day of God at verses 3, 10 through 14. Peter clearly indicated that it is that one and only second coming that we believers should be looking for and be ready for. Verse 14 of chapter 3. Therefore, Beloved brethren, since you are looking for these things, be diligent to be found in him in the sphere of peace, spotless and blameless. <clears throat> now, when Paul wrote about the second coming of Jesus, he used the word erkomai four times and he used the word parousia seven times. And each time he is referring to the one and only second coming. He called it the parousia. And his parousia. And at 2 Thessalonians 2.1, he called it the parousia of our Lord Jesus Christ. And at 2 Thessalonians 2.8, the brightness of his parousia. James also used the word parousia of the Lord at James 5, 7 and 8. And John called it his parousia at 1 John 2.28. All these passages, all these references made by the apostles, refer to the one and the same and the only second coming of Jesus. They all refer to his arrival and presence in the vicinity of the earth, during which time he will carry out God's day of the Lord agenda. The second coming of Jesus is a presence which involves an extended period of time during which several events will occur. At the second coming passages, they all look at one second coming. 
which will begin with his initial arrival in the clouds of the sky. And then some additional information is added to show some event that will occur in connection with that arrival or subsequent to that arrival. The additional information will occur either at his arrival during his presence or at the culmination of his presence. Let's look at some examples. At Matthew 16, 27 and 28, the arrival for the Son of Man is going to come in the glory of his Father with his angels and will then repay every person according to his deeds. The additional information is that at, during, and at the culmination, the evaluation of deeds and judgment on the unbelievers is going to occur. This evaluation of deeds is not just a, a one-time thing. It has several stages. Another example is at Matthew 24:30, the initial arrival in the clouds. And then at that arrival, the gathering of the elect out from the earth. We see the same thing at Matthew 25, 31. The initial arrival, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him. The additional information, after Armageddon, he will sit on his throne and separate the sheep from the goats. <coughs> Another example is at 2 Peter 3, 10 and 12. The day of the Lord will come like a thief coming. Uh, that is at a at a day and hour that you least expect it. That's the initial arrival of Jesus in the clouds. The additional information that is given is that at the culmination of his coming, uh, we have the renovation of the universe, the phrase because of which the heavens will be destroyed. At 2 Thessalonians 1, 6 through 10, we have the initial arrival stated at verse 7. At the revelation of our Lord Jesus from heaven with his mighty angels and flaming fire. And the additional information is that at his arrival, he will give relief to you and to us. That relief, of course, takes place through the rapture of the church when he removes all believers from the earth. The additional information that will occur later is that during his presence, he will deal out retribution to those who do not know God. And the retribution will take place um, during his presence over a period of time through the judgments that come from the trumpets and the bowls, through the judgment at Armageddon, and even later after the thousand-year kingdom at the last judgment. Now, I would like to give a list of comparisons that indicate the rapture and the second advent are not two separate events. It is at the arrival of Jesus, that is at his second coming, that the rapture will occur. Instead of saying that there is the rapture and the second coming, we should say that the rapture will occur at the inception of the second coming. The word erkomai, coming, which we saw earlier, is used to indicate his arrival at Matthew 16, 27, 10, 23, and 24, 31. And it is used to indicate the rapture of the church at John 14, 3, 21-22. It's used at Acts 1-11 and several places in the epistles. 
we have the word revealed, which is the word group apocalypto and apocalypsis. The arrival is at Luke 17.30 using that word group. And the word group is used for the rapture at 1 Corinthians 1.7, 1 Peter 1.7, 1 1.13, and Colossians 3.4. We return to the word parousia, the word presence. It's used to indicate the arrival of the Lord at Matthew 24, 3, 27, 37, and 39. And it's used for the rapture at 1 Thessalonians 2, 19, 3, 13, 4, 15, and a variety of other passages. At the second coming of the Lord, at his arrival, there will be a great trumpet, Matthew 24, 31. And also at the gathering of the church, at the rapture, there will be a trumpet. 1 Corinthians 15, 52, 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 uses the term the trumpet of God. The arrival of the Lord Jesus Christ will also be in glory. That arrival is described that way at Matthew 16, 27 and 24, 31 with the phrase in the glory of his father. And the issue of glory will also occur at the rapture titus 2 13 first peter 4 13 second thessalonians 1 9 and 10 at titus 2 13 we have that very lovely promise looking for the happy hope and the appearing of the glory of the great god and our savior jesus christ at the arrival of the lord he will come on the clouds of the sky according to matthew 24 30 at the rapture of the church, he will come in the same way, the angel said at Acts 1, 9 through 11. Same way that you saw him go up in a cloud. And at 1 Thessalonians 4, 17, language is a little bit different. It says uh, in the clouds. And at Revelation 1, 7, it talks about in the clouds. How about the presence of angels? Well, when he arrives, Matthew 16, 27, as we already saw says with his angels 2431 of Matthew and at the rapture second Thessalonians 1 7 when he comes to give relief to the church he will come with his mighty angels in flaming fire first Thessalonians 4 16 he comes with the archangel and at first Thessalonians 3 13 when he comes with his holy ones at the arrival of Jesus he will also come like a thief. That is, at a time, an hour, a day, when he is least expected. Jesus indicated this at Matthew 24, 42 through 44, when he used it in the parable. He said, if you knew what time the thief was going to come, you wouldn't have allowed your house to be burglarized. This image is how the disciples knew that Jesus would indeed come like a thief in the night. This image is used for the rapture at 1 Thessalonians 5, 2 through 11. It says the day of the Lord will come like a thief. 2 Peter 3, 10, the day of the Lord will come like a thief. Also at the coming of the Lord, we have the evaluation of works or reward. At the arrival, Matthew 16, 27, and as I indicated, that reward will be uh, meted out in various stages. 
But also at the rapture, we have the issue of the reward. 2 Thessalonians 2.1, 1 Thessalonians 4.17. At the rapture, we also have passages like uh, 1 Corinthians 4.5 and 1 Peter 1.17, where it says we will be rewarded at the revelation of the Lord. And 1 Peter 5.4, when the chief shepherd appears. Another factor is the gathering of the believers at his arrival, Matthew 24, 31 through 40. Now, that whole passage has to be considered because at verse 31, it says he will gather his elect. That is Christ's elect, not the elect of Israel, not even technically God's elect, but specifically his. That is Christ's elect. And the passage needs to continue into verse 40, where it says that at his coming at that time, one will be taken, paralambano, one will be taken to his side, and one will be left. The believers will be taken out, the unbelievers will be left behind. And this uh, gathering is also used by the, by the apostles for the rapture at 2 Thessalonians 2.1 and 1 Thessalonians 4.17, where a different word is used, but it's the same idea, catching out for a meeting with the Lord in the air. I already mentioned the issue of taken, which is the word paralambano, just for completion at the arrival, Matthew 24, 40, and 41, and then at the rapture, John 14, 1 through 3, and 1 Thessalonians 4, 17, caught up for a meeting with the Lord in the air. The term day of the Lord also needs to be associated with both the arrival and the rapture. At the arrival of the Lord, there will be the cosmic signs, signs in the sun, moon, and stars at Matthew 24, 29. And these are the same signs that Joel mentions at Joel 2, 31, where it says before the day of the Lord, there will be the cosmic signs, signs in the sun, moon, and stars. This indicates then at Matthew 24, 29, that Jesus has in mind that the day of the Lord is going to begin at these signs and at his coming. With reference to the rapture, 2 Peter 3, 10 through 18, we have the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and the believer is looking for the day of the Lord and looking for the day of God. Now, there's one last factor to consider in this claim that the second advent and the rapture are two different events. The claim is made that when Jesus returns, he takes his saints out and that is at the rapture, he takes the saints out. And then, and then when he comes at his second coming, he brings the saints with him. Well, this can also be a controversial issue because there's no indication anywhere that when Jesus comes back, he is going to bring all his saints with him. The claim is based on Revelation. 19, 11 and following, where you have a mention of the armies 
following Jesus on white horses. And it is claimed that this is the church coming back with him and not being raptured. However, it is probably much more likely that those armies are angelic armies that are coming with Jesus at his arrival and not coming with the church. Well, that uh, provides a, a brief discussion of the issue. More can be studied, and perhaps in the future it will be either by me or by others. I hope this little study was beneficial, and I look forward to providing another study in the future. Have a good day, all of you, and may God richly bless. Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode. 